What's up, fight fans? Podcast number 50 is here. Check us out as we get into Jerron Boots Ennis and his rise in the welterweight division, and we take a look at the light heavyweight division. You know the vibes. This ain't one of the times you can slide by what you say that you're gonna do. Put your money up, run that face, I'm just showing proof. You know the vibes, huh? Ain't got no ways up in my guys. I clown in the day, gone in the mind, yana. I've been on fire lately. Train my spirit, mind and body daily. Victory is sweet, that's the science, baby. It's only right we represent from Tampa to Tally. We keep the pressure on these eyes, they call you lacking. See you flapping on the canvas and bombing your weaving. Unleashing the fury on your face while the audience screaming. Hope they got great seats or the paper view. Let's get the breakdown from JDJQ. You know the vibes. Ding. What is up, boxing world? We are back and better than ever. It's Box Advice TV coming right back at you, giving you the best analysis on YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, Red Circle. I could keep going if I want to, but I'm going to stop because we got things to do. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and introduce the crew. We got JD. Uh huh, JD here. You already know, 8 1 Trey all day. We got Q in the building. What's good, man? Don't have to sound sexy with my new mic, everybody. How do I? Hey! So fresh and so clean. Check me out of my check me out. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we got yours truly, Jay, the moderator of the madness. Now, before we get started, I got to say something right quick. Uh-huh. We, uh, we do these jokes in the beginning. We have a little fun. One of my colleagues pointed out that maybe I was joking a little bit too hard on Jim Gray. Just for anybody, <laughs> just for anybody out there, we did meet Jim Gray. Wasn't the best experience, but it was clearly jokes when I talked about Jim Gray. So we just going to get past that because whatever. Anyway, so as, we, <laughs> as we proceed to give you what you need. Why do you feel that one this? <laughs> as we proceed to give you what you need, we're going to go ahead and ask JD to tell the people what to do. Hey, if you're down with the vibes, hit the notification bell and subscribe. Like button smashing need to be the thing to do too, if you don't know already. All right, man. So check it out. We, you know, this is what heavy hearts we we do this show, man. I think anybody who was in high school around the time this man was alive lifted weights. Mm-hmm. There's something, if it was something aggressive. You did it to this man's voice and his music. Anything um, athletic. Anything, anything athletic. athletic. Anything, uh-huh. man. So, so many fighters probably got ready for his music. Uh, but the great Dark Man X um, has left the building. So um, we're going to go ahead and let JD go ahead and give the pie quote of the day um, by none other than the dog. Yeah, pie quote of the day by none other than the late, great Dark Man X, also known as DMX. And one night while, you know, having a, one of his fun nights, you know, he, you know how you slide <laughs> through the Waffle House. You know, everybody <laughs> don't been out at the club late night. You know, you go sliding through the Waffle House. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. he actually, you know, had a quote. And it goes like this, where he said, the minute you get too big to mop a floor or wipe a counter, that's the exact <laughs> minute you have life messed Booked up. up. Nah. You know what I mean? <laughs> fucked up. We yeah, got like yeah, fucked yeah. up. Uh-huh. We gonna keep it. We gonna keep it above for 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 facts. Mm, that's, hey, that's, that, hey. that's the truest way to pay pay tribute to him. Keep it real. Yeah, yeah. That's what, he said it. He said it just like that. So, yeah. But um, yeah. Shout out to the dog, man. That's, we, that's uh, a, and that's a that's a real that's a real testament to to his character, man. You know what I'm saying? That's why I say he he wanted one if I ever seen one. You feel me? 
I can't and, think of nobody else that that reached the heights he had that still had the humility and the and the transparency, all the things he was going through and been through and prayed for everybody and thought about everybody else. You know what I'm saying? That that yeah. that's pretty that's pretty so, wild, man. So 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 shout out to the dog, man. But um as we go ahead, we're gonna go ahead and uh get into the show, man. We got the first topic. So stop me if you heard this one before. Stop. Stop. We done heard this before. <laughs> There's an up-and-coming welterweight that put on a hell of a show this past Saturday by the name Jerron knocking the boots off your ass Ennis versus Lippinitz. <laughs> Sergey Lippinitz. Um, reaction, fellas. Please, because, I, I, I mean, I, I, I went back and I watched the fight, and I was just like, this was more of a sparring match than a than an actual competitive fight. But go ahead, I'll let uh Q go ahead and take that first. Man, I'm gonna call him hanger boots because he, he, <laughs> he, he, he finna hang some boots, you know what I'm saying? He finna hang some boots. Anyways, uh listen, you know, he looked like a he looked like a video game character, man, on 99, 99.9. <laughs> you feel me? Cause bruh, the wet the, the top dogs ain't even ain't even talking about. You know what I'm saying? Anybody else but the top dogs, really, man. The top dogs in the welterweight game, y'all don't notice. And bruh, this thing just got a lot more tricky. You know what I'm saying? As far as who, far as who, who are the top guys in welterweight? Because what I see in him, 23 years old, man. What five foot ten and a half or something? Footwork crazy, speed combos crazy. And bruh, I don't know if y'all heard y'all was hearing how, how them gloves was slapping against Sergio Olympinics. Body, body, head, body, body. But my man got everything, man. He got all the tools. I, I mean, I, I was I was very impressed. I thought this fight was going to be something that would be a, a real test for him where, where he had to dig deep. I, I expect him – I think I – I said he'll stop him in the 12th – I mean, I'm the 11th, 11th round, but he made easy work, man. Easy work. I mean, he it was, it was a definite – it was a definite um, mismatch out there. And, uh, and um, you know – I'm I'm just excited to see what he gonna what he gonna do, and I want to see who gonna step up. And if it was my pick, I would like to see him and Virgil Ortiz. I like to see him go mango Virgil Ortiz up. I'ma just say it. You know what I'm saying? Get Virgil Ortiz out of, out of there for even calling where you ain't even. I don't feel like he'll be. I don't think it'll be close. But uh, uh my man Damian Little said real quick. He said he like to see him fight Q Thurman, and I, I think that'll be a dope fight. I think. I almost want to say PVC might have, might even put that tweet out. So I, I mean, and um, that'll be a dope fight to see. But either way it go, uh, I'm very excited about about the young prospect man boots. And um, you know, that's pretty much what I got, man. I think he got sky the limit. Where you at with it, JD? Hey man, it was a, a excellent performance. You know, by the young 23 year old. I never realized how huge of a welterweight he was until I watched him on Saturday night, man. And when you watch him, without a doubt, you know that welterweight is might just be the beginning for him. Welterweight might really just be the beginning where we eventually right, see him at right. 154, possibly even at 160, man, he, because he's, be a middleweight. He's, he's such a, a huge kid. And right now, um, I don't think anybody – even with Spence, maybe you could say it's kind of a huge welterweight, but man, I don't even know if Spence is the size of a Jerron no. Boots Ennis right about Spence now. Spence is shorter with a shorter reach. 
Yeah, so also, but ultimately, the fight was an excellent fight um, with him and Sergey Lipinitz. Um, he definitely showed that he has some quickness. He has some pop. You know, he has some skill that, you know, we might not have thought that he really had. It was definitely a showcase. I kind of would like to see him fight a fighter next that can at least match his athleticism. Uh, maybe the fighter <laughs> won't be able to really match, you know, him as far as skill set. But I will say the only thing with Sergey Lipnitz was you had there was no advantage that Sir, Sergey had, right, oh, right, or, you know, oh, other oh, than experience. Exactly, other than experience, other than experience there was yeah. absolutely no no advantage. He was five seven. He had shorter reach. He was slower. All gonna, those things. Uh, so ultimately, I still would like to see him take another step up. Uh, now, Q, you mentioned them talking about Keith Thurman and him fighting. Hell no. Yeah, I don't Hell like that no. Yeah, he like does that not right now need to fight a Keith Thurman because what people need to realize is that Boots Ennis is a fabulous prospect, but he still has not gone past six rounds. So they need to be I, smart. They need to be do their due diligence with the certain people that they pick out for him so that they can bring him along slowly. Why right y'all want to go, go, go ahead. Why y'all want to babysit everybody, man? This man, this man, listen. I feel like if if, if they want to take that fight, I think it'll be a big risk for Thurman. You know what I'm saying? Also, I mean, I, I really, bro. And you say you say advantages. It ain't too many where to wait. Definitely have advantages over this man. What what I saw, I don't really know. No, no, no. It, you you might not have you might not have a lot of um that will have all the advantages. But I'm gonna tell you right now. There's a lot that could match his athleticism or be more athletic than him. I will say that. Right. And ultimately, when you're talking about – it's not about babysitting, bro. It's about taking the smart road to the top. And right actually, now, if you're Jerron Boots Anderson, you're only 23 years old, and you haven't gone past six rounds, right? He has not even begun to reach his prime. He's probably going to reach his peak in his prime probably about 26 – 25, somewhere, somewhere in there. So right now, even though I know y'all are probably not me for being the Keith Thurman hater in the past, you know what I mean? And not liking the boy Keith. A little, little bit. You little know what bit. I mean? But what I will say is, is that I have enough respect for Keith Thurman as a fighter that I do not want to see a Jerron Boots in this at 23 years old and he hadn't even passed six rounds stepping in the ring with a vet like that, who we all just witnessed, at least in the latter part of the Pacquiao fight, he pretty much won the end of the fight. So we're not talking about a Keith Thurman that's washed up and should be thrown to Jerron Boots in this as a gatekeeper. So I'm just saying that if you're smart, there are a lot of other names that will help him scale up the ladder that could give him a few tests to where he's not going to smoke them out of there in six rounds or less. Let me know who you like. Who you like to see him fight next? Now, I like your, your Virgil Ortiz uh, statement, mainly because both of, them, both of them are young. Both of them are in the same cohort. So, so I can uh, see fights where they could be in that same cohort. If somebody loses, somebody wins, oh, well, they both got enough time to where they're going to mature, they're going to get better. So if either of them lose four years from now, we might say Virgil Ortiz got better, well, or we might say Boots got better. Well, well, well hold on. With that same token, either one of them lose to a top guy, <laughs> hence Mayweather Canelo, just like we just like we use. It's the same thing. But if they if they would if they would have went, 
they were the win, you have catapulted your whole waiting process to the top. But, but yeah, but that, but that, ahead. that, so, so there's a dynamic in play that I was going to bring up. Um, so I, I've, I've said this about Spence fighting, um, Errol Spence. I have Spence, Spence fighting Crawford. I'm sorry, I just double talk myself. Spence fighting Bud Crawford. I maintain, and this is purely my opinion, but I think this is the, the absolute basis for why they're not fighting is they're not about to make nearly as much money as Triple G and Canelo did. They're not about to make nearly as much mm. as Joshua and Fury about to make. So what am I saying? You have two top welterweights um, who don't command a lot of money. You can throw a Canelo Alvarez out there. You can throw a Virgil Ortiz out there. They can suffer a loss and still have that back. The thing about it is, if you look, I was even pointing out to JD how they're treated. Jerome Boos Ennis, we probably all agree, looks like a better prospect than Virgil Ortiz. Virgil Ortiz calls out Crawford and Spence after beating Maurice Hooker. It reverberates through the internet, throughout the whole stratos- Twitter sphere, all of that. Jerome Boos Ennis called him out before, way before that. Nobody even cared. So there is a part of you do want to develop your fighter because Mayweather understood one thing when he took the golden boy from the golden boy. Black fighter, man, you got to really work for your base and you got to protect that O. And it's really important. It, it's, it's, to be honest with you, just the dynamics of the fight game. It's a lot of African-American fighters don't have that support. Anthony Joshua has that support over in the UK. It's a little bit different. So you, you, you do want to develop certain fighters. And the thing that I like more about boxing than UFC is you're not just throwing guys out there. You're taking care of guys. Oscar De La Hoya was taken care of. Canelo, Canelo Alvarez was taken care of. They knew where there went no way Mayweather was about to knock him out. And they knew he could recover. I don't know if a Jerron Boots Ennis, I don't hear anybody clamoring to hear uh, from Jerron Boots Ennis before this fight. He had a great oh, debut. Hold on, hold on. But then you got, you got young fighters like we just saw Boca Chica, right? He's 17 and 0. He's ranked, he was ranked number 15. That was a great fight. There's plenty of welterweights that are at his level mm-hmm. that he could dominate and build a name for himself and then get to that point of fighting a guy with more experience and with has some advantages. Because if you haven't been past the sixth round, that counts for something. And that's how I'm just going to just kind of interject myself and, and I'll let Q and you, JD, go back. And, 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 then, and then the other piece, too, and then I'll, I'll let you uh, uh, rebuttal, Q, but the other piece, too, and a lot of people got to realize, too, if we want to really talk about two top welterweights that I feel like this will be applicable to a Keith Thurman and a Jerron Boots Ennis, it's sort of like with Pacquiao and Bud Crawford, right? Sometimes I feel like even if you feel like somebody is the better fighter than you, right, and they're on the way up, you're probably on the way down, before you make a fight with them, they got to earn the right to step in the ring with you. If you're a Keith Thurman and you've done all you've done in the ring, if you're a Sean Porter, if you're a Bud, all those fighters who are a decade older than Boots Ennis, right? They all see Boots Ennis on the come up, man. They, They see him coming. Like, he is the future. Hands down, them boys are about a decade older than him, and he is the future. So the reality is, right now, you don't make that fight because he got to earn that. 
he got to earn that just like they had to earn their way up. So, I mean, you got a, a lot of different, I say, gatekeeper-esque type of fighters he could get in the ring with. You got, what, Maurice Hooker. Um, you got, Man, um, you on. still got uh, Kavalowskis. You got the big dude who yeah, and, uh, you got yes. Kavalowskis out there. Yeah, he was the one. With the, with, the arguable, with the arguable knockdown of Bud. He got him. Bud. It wasn't no arguable. You know he mean? knocked down Bud. He I ain't knocked him down, down bro. Look, look, look. He ain't knocked him down. But you got him out there. So you have a number of names that I think Boots could go through, dog, before he get to the top. Dog. I don't, I don't want to see him and Maurice Hook in the ring after Virgil Ortiz that did that Maurice Hook. Bro. I don't want to see that. <laughs> I you don't want to see that. You I don't want to see that, that either. <laughs> Come on, bro. <laughs> and, and this is the thing, bro. We 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 complain about not good fights not being made. You feel me? That what that's what UFC is gaining traction on. You know because it's, it, the fights are being made. All this, you know, it's a lot of babysitting going on in boxing, bro. It's too much of it. But, you know but see, it, there, there's babysitting going on with the top names. The over marinating. Right? Yes, and, yes. And, 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 and speaking to that point, man, I'm gonna tell you what we really should be clamoring for. The real fight, in my opinion, that I want to see. From PBC, because I believe that isn't Boots a part of PBC as well, right? He's a PBC yeah, fighter. Yeah, he's a PBC fighter. Yeah, but yeah. but really, forget about Boots. If we're talking about welterweights and the fight that we need to see, is I want to see Errol Spence, if he can go ahead and knock off Ugas, and then I want to see Keith Thurman take another mid-tier name or somebody. Right, right, and I want right. us to finally get Keith right. Thurman versus Errol Spence. Right. They've been dancing around that for a exactly. minute. Exactly. So those two have been dancing for long enough that you don't go fight a Boo Sinners. We want to see a Keith Thurman versus an right. Errol Spence. That's what I, I, I personally want to see. Bro, bro. I'll take any one I could get. But I don't want to see right. him fight right. the person that <laughs> the second tier fighter just not the fuck out. I don't want to see them fight nobody. But, 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 but forget about that. Top, there's a lot of but there's guys, a lot of there's a lot guys. of welterweights. But but forget about that. There's still but, a lot of other welterweights yeah, yeah, that he but, can take take on outside of those top four. There's, but, there's a lot more. The 80-20-90-10 the fight, bro. I don't I don't care to see him. I want to see what? something that I had to sit down and really do some science on. And baby, you know, it ain't too many that, that I feel like would give boots. I don't care how many rounds he done fought. That man is special. I'm going to say that. He's special. And he's going to be around. And I don't blame him for not fighting him because he's a real threat. He's a real threat. And I don't blame him for not fighting. You know what I'm saying? But I just feel like it's going to have to be somebody for me to be excited about. It's going to have to be somebody that, that at least I feel like I have a shot. I, I, I'll say this before we move on. I, and the reason why I think development's important with a fighter. Um, we mentioned Keith Thurman, right? Um, I don't know if y'all remember the Keith Thurman, Louis Colazzo fight. Louis mm -hmm. Colazzo, second tier opponent. All right. He had Thurman hurt bad to the body. Right. Mm -hmm. So Boots needs to be able to go through those tests, in my opinion, mm -hmm. before you throw him out there. And if you don't, and, and if you want to throw him out there, throw him out there with somebody who's really in his peer group. Like, Who's seventeen and zero? Like you got a you lot of. I said Virgil Ortiz, the perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I'd love to see a fight. I'd love to see that fight. I'd love to see him fight Boca Chico. I'd love to see him actually match somebody like JD said with the same, same or better athleticism. You know, just as highly. Yeah, it's, gonna be, it's, it's gonna be hard, man. He too maybe, big. Maybe, he too, maybe he's even a Mark Reyes. Maybe even a Mark Reyes. I would like. I would like. I would like to see that. I hey, like hey. Yeah, or you know what though? There's a fighter down. Uh, 
uh, I guess in Fort Lauderdale has a 24-0 record, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he's called out Errol Spence. He's called out Terrence Crawford, uh, Harold Calderon. Like there's guys that he can build his name off of that are called that, 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 that are saying, okay, everybody wants to call out Errol Spence. Everybody wants to call it Bud Crawford. Love that, JD. Why they sitting right next to a guy they should be fighting. Right, and that's right. the same thing we see happening at the top tier, right? We see that happening with Errol Spence and Bud Crawford. Right. They're all fighting everybody else, but not fighting the guys that Keith Thurman and Errol Spence. You know, so I, I don't want to see it because it's the same thing. It's the same thing with Booth Ennis. Everybody's trying to fight the best fight and not fight, you know, the best fight for them and not make a good fight. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, when you're, when you're looking at that, you're like, yeah, okay, that's cool. But that's, that produces a lot of the inactivity we see, especially with the four horsemen that we had down at 135, right? The same thing. They're in their peer group and they're not fighting. I'm going to give you another fight. I'm going to just say this just because, right? You know, uh, because I don't want to see Pacquiao fight him. But, man, hey, Mikey Garcia, get in there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Get in there, Mikey. Y'all, y'all, y'all both, y'all both just fought lipping it, lipping it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, in that queue, I, I could agree. I could agree with that one. That's like, yeah. That, yeah. I, I, I could agree with with Mikey and Boots getting in there. Um, and, and to, to your point, Jay, it is interesting that with fighters, depending on where they are at in their career, they never want to fight their peer group. Yeah, sometimes, hey. especially like with a Boots Ennis, they have to realize that sometimes the best fight might not be the right fight. Right, right. I'm, I'm, yeah. When you're on the come up, when you're on the come up, sometimes the best fight, the best offer on the table isn't always the right offer that you should take. Go in there and steamroll yeah. Mikey Garcia, stop him at eight rounds, and then, hey, and, like, yeah. and, and, hey. then look at Aaron Spence and say, what's good? <laughs> right. <laughs> what's and, good? And, you know, and I completely agree with that. Like, one of the things that made May- Mayweather and Pacquiao fight, the, the Mayweather and Pacquiao matchup, so interesting it's just just it was so much of a buzz it was not just the character of mayweather and pacquiao that had so many like opponents with Some so opponents. many different finishes right. Right. we was looking at pacquiao murdering people i mean literally leaving ricky hatton on the ground with his eyes rolling around his head like loose marbles in the second round while mayweather took him to 10 ended up getting a knockout but pacquiao ended up retiring oscar de Lloyd. Mayweather went twelve. So 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 sometimes building up that appetite. Shane right. Mo Shane Moley trying to quit it when Nazim had to <laughs> had to force him back out there. You ain't cut from that cloth, man. Ain't gonna let you right. do that. You ain't, you ain't gonna listen to me. My yeah. feet hurt. My shoes <laughs> fall. Hey, spe- spe- speaking of trainers, some trainers had to do some pretty good work this past Saturday as well in the light heavyweight division. Um, Joe Smith Jr. Uh, pulled out a gritty gritty. Uh, performance uh, a W and a light heavyweight championship matchup for the WBO championship. Um, Joe Smith Jr., right? <sighs> what do you guys think about the fight, number one? And number two, do you think he's going to really make any hay in the light heavyweight division, having already went the distance and lost to uh, Duvall? Go ahead, J.D., I'll let you take that one. My perspective of the fight, man, is first off, let me just say this. It was some home cooking. Right. Some top rank home about, cooking. I'm talking about some macaroni and cheese, <laughs> some collard greens, but it was some great top rank home cooking in that decision. Now, I would not have been upset if the fight had ended up in a draw, 
But without a doubt, those scorecards that we saw on Saturday night, that was straight home cooking to where they could not let their money man not, lose. Not, not a robbery, but home cooking. Oh, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Not a robbery. You know what I mean? Home, home cooking, man. Yeah, you know, got to put but, a little extra seasoning on yeah. you. I mean, metal yeah. forks and spoons and, and, uh, <laughs> and dishes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They brought, they brought the, uh, the aluminum foil to the party. So, yeah, because in, in that fight, Maximum Vlasov, he looked to be the better fighter the right. whole entire fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and what we saw is he was in trouble. Uh, Joe Smith was definitely in some serious trouble. He looked like um, he was the majority of the fight. Right, right. And it's interesting that the thing that saved him was a unintentional hit behind the head right, right, that right. totally threw... Um, Last off, off that threw him completely off. Um, but overall, man, as far as answering your question in regards to him really making serious headway in the light heavyweight division, I don't see it. I don't see him being able to contend with a better beef. Um, I would love to see a fight with him against a veteran, John Pascal. Um, he's still holding on to a regular belt. Um, I forget which one, but he's still technically a light heavyweight champion. Um, so I'd love to see that type of fight. But as far as him getting in there with the, the monster better be, I just don't see it going well for him. It would be a great cash out fight. You know, as we often talk about some of these mid-tier prospects where they're, we see that they don't have the talent to be a Hall of Famer. Right. But right. they've been carefully taken up the ladder. And now that promotional company has them right on the precipice of that major fight where they could really cash in. Um. But I, I don't see him really being successful in that major fight. But um, there's some other people I think he could contend with, like, like a John Pascal, though, man. So that, that's my assessment right now of, of Joe Smith Jr. Well, yeah, with a Q. I'm going to just say, man, if he were to fight, better be, man. Better be not <laughs> knock his ass out of the ring like he did Hopkins, man. He don't want So, so what happened in reverse, huh? The way yeah, he yeah, did yeah. B-Hop. That's yeah. what better be you gonna do to him, huh? Yeah. So yeah. I mean, eh, yeah, you know, I don't really got a whole lot to say about it because I only caught a little bit. I only caught like the highlights stuff. I ain't gonna even cheat. Yeah, like I saw it like that. I, I was watching. I was watching Hank Boots. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I watched my man Hank Boots and his opponent. Did you well, hear that? Well, it, well, well I, 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 I'll elaborate a little bit more Speak on Joe Smith. You. Um, you know, he's. Let's let's just be frank about it. I, I like being honest on the show. Like when I bring up any topic, there aren't a lot of white champions from America. Like let's just be honest. Like it, it, it's so so he has some cachet, right? So he has some notoriety. So and it's just just the facts of the matter. Like favorite. if you look if, if you look at a lot of the even in the NBA, it's the same thing in the NBA. This boxing is just a sport where it's a sign of America has kind of left it, left it behind about the wayside. So that's the point I, the point I was making about um, Jerome Boutin as being an African-American fighter. The, the appetite in general for fighters is not there. So I don't want to say Joe Smith is a, he has a, a narrative that people can support, almost like a baby Joe Macy, if you guys remember him at heavyweight, when he wasn't that talented. He's from right? Long Island, New York. Long Island, New York. He's blue collar. Blue collar, working man. Blue collar. Put hat on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he has that narrative, <laughs> that, that, that niche they can play on. 
But in 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 reality, I just think <laughs> because America has left boxing behind like it has, the talent pool is not as deep um, as it should be. So when you get a guy like Joe Smith, he gets a little bit too much pub, and I and of course he has that claim to fame, knocking a fifty year old Bernard Be-hop Hopkins out out, out of the <laughs> ring. But when you people really, love that too, man. I, I'm mad. I'm mad. People really. I was. I, man, that pissed me off because I, I was in the comments. I really had to see who Joe Smith was. I forgot about him. I'm gonna keep it a buck. Yeah. And uh, well, but he's he's lost to he's lost unit. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Sul- Sullivan Barrera and um uh uh, uh Dimitri Bivol. So yeah. it's kind of evident that he's not at that top tier, you know. So so one of the but it's good that and that's the thing I was saying about narratives and people being able to recover, able to recover. It's clear he's not a top light heavyweight, not top like. Right, right, right. You know, he, that he's not going to be a unified world champion at the light heavyweight division unless Bivolve and B2B leave or whoever else is coming up because he doesn't just have that talent, but he has a good narrative. So as far as Joe Smith Jr. goes, um, I love to see him in there with with with, with equally matched talent. But I think his time is – I, I think the time is running up for talking about Joe Smith. I think we have to move forward. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to help you out, moderator. You're going around. <laughs> so, well, he's, not that, he's not that important, brother. Well, no, no, but I, I, but I want to give everybody they just do. He is a light heavyweight champ right now, and he's going to be making some noise. Whether he's going to be a a, a, a blister and knockout, uh, ass against, whooping, yeah, and ass whooping, be. He, yeah, it's it's, it's going <laughs> to yeah. be something of consequence. <laughs> <laughs> we going he's going to be on our knockout our highlights on Sunday. You know, it's when he fight B to B. So we're going to be talking about Joe Smith again. He just might have his nose bust wide open. Well, so, man, but, but shout out to his story, though, man. Shout out to his story, man. And, and and what I what I mean by narrative and boxing is any man's game. So he's yeah. in a tree chop. He he, right. he chops trees for a living. You know what I'm saying? So when you can get a story like that, of course, you know you're gonna garner some attention. But Joe Smith Jr. He's you know he might just be an average Joe. <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. No, and, and, yeah, well, you might yeah. have intended it, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> so so speaking of potential disappointments right and just because anybody tuning in to joe smith probably wasn't too impressed moves us to connect a whiff um speaking of disappointments evander holyfield <sighs> oh man all right it's fighting mike tyson nope. <laughs> he's fighting kevin mcbride now if you didn't care about joe smith you don't give a damn about Kevin McBride. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So I'm just, I just, I, I know I kind of already tainted uh, the water with my my take on the connector with, but connector with, you're here for Evander Holyfield fighting Kevin McBride on June 5th on the Triller Undercard for Tia Lopez versus Campos. Go ahead, Q. Nah, man, I won't. Let me tell you, I don't really, I don't give a damn about that, honestly, man. <laughs> if it were Holyfield and Mike Tyson, you know, false Holyfield go. But what I will say, as it relates right. to Mike Tyson, kick his ass, he bass for Mike Tyson. Yeah, right. What was that for Mike Tyson? Because he talking about how he retired Mike Tyson and all this talk, man. You know, and, you know, Mike Tyson well past his prime, had too much going on. I will, I will watch it just for that narrative. You know, I want to see that. You know, but other than that, man, I, I I'm not too excited about Kevin it. Kevin McBride. I'm sorry. I know I'm making. I, I, it's no. Yeah. There's 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 no suspense to this. I know it's all gonna be a whiff. But go ahead, JD. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, for yeah, take yeah. the water. This is hands down, man. This is a huge <laughs> whiff. Huge <laughs> whiff, man. And see, and this. Like a mountain. This is why we're thriller, man. 
I, I appreciate Trilla giving the whole Lewis's ass. I appreciate Trilla giving some of our legends an opportunity to step back in the ring. Right. But right, we right. don't need these, man. And I don't want Trilla <laughs> to give us too many of these, or people are gonna start to get turned off of the exhibition if we get too many of these. You hey, that we you could keep it Trilla than that. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what about Jane Tony, man? Light side. Come on. Yeah. Somebody, hey, bro. So, so, so I, I mean, I know we, I know we're taking this to another direction. But have y'all seen the Instagram fight between uh, Shannon Briggs and James Tony? No. Oh shit! <laughs> what? They going back and forth. They going okay. at it. Oh, I James, did? really? Yeah, James oh, Tony. Uh, James shoot. Tony out there posting old knockout photos, saying time to go to sleep. Posting <laughs> toilet photos with Shannon Briggs face in the damn water. Like they going at it. I saw. So before I do that, I just wanted to kind of <laughs> go off into the little, you know, Twitter sphere. Instagram that will be why. That will be why. Trash talking, right? Talk All about right, prime time trash talking, boy. Real risk between yeah. them two. Detroit in the house. <laughs> so homeboys hey. only. Homeboys <laughs> only. Hey, so, <laughs> your boy Jim. Your boy Jim Gray will be the moderator with the loose suit on. Right, right. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm gonna tell you right now. We 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 are a fan of Jim Gray's work as far as who he's been able to interview. And I'm gonna tell you like this: he don't want to be nowhere near that interview. <laughs> <don't wanna> <laughs> this interview was over. Yeah, yeah interview was hey, over. Hey, they were, they were, they were so bad, bro. Yeah, last time I think he uh, talked to James Tony, he said, "Get away! You know I don't like you, dog. Why you walking up on me?" So I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> and then Shannon Briggs wanted to knock him out, so I don't know if that's uh, gonna be actually. Um, a, well, I mean, I might. Be. But speaking of interest in YouTube and, and Twitter sphere and all that, Jake Paul is fighting Ben Askren on mm. April 17th. Connect the whiff. Are y'all spending $50 on that? Go ahead, JD. <laughs> whiff. I had to make sure, you know what I'm saying? I had to give y'all a little bit of whiff win with that one. Hey, man, ain't nobody paying no $50 to see this man, Jake Paul, fight Ben Askren. Now, I will say, I'm not going to tune in, but I right, am right. very intrigued to see what the numbers of buys are after this fight, man. I hope they're low. I really hope they're low, man, because I don't really like the Paul brothers like that. But we're going to see what kind of star power he really has when the numbers come out for this one. Go ahead, Q. So we got a whiff. I won't pay $50 of Monopoly money to see that shit. <laughs> it's not like, like we got two whiffs. Yeah. All right, so we ain't going to spend too much time off that. only thing I will say is, if people prepare, if people are paying for boxing, I think it's a good thing. But yeah, ain't nobody spending fifty dollars. They watering this shit now, man. If 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 if, if I wasn't spending fifty dollars on the Charlo Brothers double feature, I'd damn sure exactly fifty dollars right. on this. So so you know he does have how many millions of you know YouTube followers, and you know kudos to him for building up a following like that. Um, that's an admirable thing to do, but. Um, yeah, I don't. I ain't spending fifty dollars on that shit. Especially when when Logan Paul was supposed to be fighting Mayweather for what was it? The introductory price was gonna be nineteen ninety nine. Come on, man, right. not, not doing that. All right, so moving on to the next connected with Demetrius Andre will have a spectacular performance in the form of a KO against Liam Wilson this Saturday, April seventeenth. Connected with, go ahead, Q. I'm gonna say connect because he damn sure. I think he damn sure need it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> for real talk, man. Hey. And the knee boy been going back and forth, and they've been talking trash. And my man said he he said he gonna knock Andrade out just so people don't have to uh, watch the boy in fights. You know, he say he said Andrade Ooh. is a weirdo. He weird. 
And he said, you know, I'm gonna knock him out for the people so people don't have to worry about watching him because he's boring and nobody wanna see him fight. I'm like, damn, bro, you gotta do now you now you really gotta knock him out, bro. You gotta go all in. What if 50 Cent say? You gotta do something, baby. Everybody listening. Everybody listening. You all right? Pop off. You gotta do something, baby. What you, what you got on it, JD? Thanks. Hey man, I, I, I'm gonna say it's a connect too, man. I, I think that he's definitely gonna knock him out, and Demetrius Andre is gonna make a hell of a statement. And to piggyback off the previous one, for all y'all who gonna be sitting there not wasting your money smartly, we got Demetrius Boo Boo Andrade Boo-boo. on on the zone. And yeah. ain't that twenty dollars, man? If somebody ain't got a prescri- uh, uh, subscription, ain't it only twenty bucks, bro? If they ain't got a subscription. I'm and they spend fifty dollars. They need a prescription. Yeah, I mean, I go ahead. I go ahead. Yeah, you know I mean, and, and on top of that, I think wild. if I'm not mistaken, man, I think there's another uh, PBC Fox card on. I I I'll have to figure out who's fighting, but man, so but overall, oh, man, can. I gotta connect. I gotta connect on that one. That Andre is gonna get a a good knockout against Leon Williams. Most definitely, man. I'm going to say it like this. I agree with Q when he said he hoped because he needed it. He needed it because it's it's a little bit too much, too far, too long for him to not have a signature performance. And I know last time people gave us flack when we were talking about his inactivity. He needs to get in the ring. He needs better opponents. People were like, oh, people are ducking. This is ducking. Hey, listen, man. The best ability is availability. And now he's back in the ring when it's there. You, the next thing you got to do is put on a performance. We had the same thing with Jerome Boots Ennis. We said, does he need a big-time performance? And he had one, and now he's arrived. So I, I, I definitely agree with you. I'm hoping. I'm going to go lock in. This, <laughs> hey, boo-boo, I'm real talk. I'm going to go lock in the, the zone description on, 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 on. You know what I'm saying? On face. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Because yeah, yeah, I know yeah. I know you're gonna do what you gotta do. So you just made them some money. And this is this is the zone uh a commercial I'm just doing right now. And I'm Get doing this boo 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 Andre. Straight up. Get in there and handle that business. Yeah, yeah. I I I I'm and I'm handle hoping that for that just because it'll be a significant letdown if uh and, and, and for those who, who don't even want to just just for, for y'all boxing heads out there listening, and for those of y'all who don't even want to put up the dub for the zone. Fox has a PBC card with Tony Harrison versus Brian Perella. So if you go oh, up for the free ski, oh, so if you're looking oh, for a fight look, for the free ski, going for the folk, Tony look, Harrison look, versus Brian Perella. Let me going let down. me let me tell y'all something about the man Tony Harrison. If I'm not mistaken, that's the man out the D. I might not know exactly where he's from, but I know what he did. He beat Charlo the first time, free and clear. Mm-hmm. Second time, mm-hmm. Charlo got lucky and caught yep. him because Charlo was losing that second fight as well. Yep. And he got lucky. And they won't do a trilogy, but this man, Tony, Tony Harris, he got the goods. He might not be, you know, cream of the crop, but at 154, man, don't sleep on him because he's liable to be back at the top if somebody gives him another opportunity. So tune into that card, man, if y'all ain't going to do that. Uh, Tony Harrison, man, he got, he got some skills, man. He, he Put it like this. He's outboxed Charlo plenty of times. Mm-hmm. Twice to be exact, he just got caught. So, but speaking of getting caught, man, we got caught up going over time. That's our time. This is Boxing Vibes TV. Boxing Vibes TV, baby. Man, go, go ahead, holla at us. Spotify, Stitcher, man. Hope y'all love us. Like Get with us, deal with us, deal with us. And y'all don't forget about our Mike Tyson glove raffle. Shoot us your it's ludicrous. You know what I mean? Shoot us your YouTube name. Your email, all that to BBTV Media Group at gmail.
dot com. Hey, one, one more thing, man. Anybody else that want to, um, you know what I'm saying, want to donate to the channel, want to support the channel, man. Hey, you know what the uh, catch app is? Is it BVTV? Yeah, BVTV, bro. BVTV, Money TV, man. You know what I mean? TV. Ain't nothing too small, you dig? Just, you know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing too small. Definitely ain't nothing too big. So holla. Ain't nothing too big. And we got another special thing coming for y'all, man, to wrap around and give y'all even more access. Ooh. We got a, you know what I'm saying? We got J-Box over here behind the scenes working Ooh. on a little oh, website. Y'all gonna oh, like man. it, man. New, so, new, so art, so it's new articles every week. The flower. Uh, we definitely gonna be posting up our interviews we have with people like Ed Levine, uh, Jamel Herring. Um, any exclusive access we get is gonna be in visual and print. So y'all check it out. I will be doing uh, as a team. We'll be doing articles every week. Um, so we'll always keep you up to date with the the latest and greatest with all the fighters. So it ain't up and running yet, but we're uh, we looking to go live in about two weeks. So y'all yeah. check us out. Man, y'all better tighten up, man, for real now. Cause we yeah, take man, we man. we take we take a name like Santa Claus, man. We uh, yeah. listen, checking it twice, man. You feel me? You you want to be one of the ones that was one of the ones you did uh -huh. that was there when that they said, "Remember when?" Remember oh, that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We out of here, man. Thank y'all, fellas, for another good show, man. All right, we Ooh. out. Man.